You're tuned into the Awakening Zone Radio Network, your news and information source for empowered spiritual awakening. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller. Hello, and welcome to Pure Presence All About the Kids. This show is dedicated to those children who are perceived as disordered, yet are far from that, and to the parents, professionals, and caretakers who support them. From my vantage point, it is clear that we have a population of children who meet with unique challenges in their physical experience yet who also present with an expansive awareness beyond what is simply physical. These children possess gifts which are unique and frequently misunderstood. The intention of this show is to unravel those misunderstandings, provide an expanded awareness of just who these children are, and the energetic support needed to help balance you and them as you navigate this very new experience. The energetic support will be offered as a guided meditation during the last 30-minute segment of each episode. Parents and children can listen in together, or you can simply intend that your child receive the benefit of the information you receive, as well as the energy work. As you will soon learn, your children are more than capable of receiving these gifts without being physically present. However, because the energy work is directed to the children, it is necessary that you provide parental permission for them to receive it. Giving permission is as simple as registering your child at susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Again, that's susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Once registered, the energy work for each episode will be directed on behalf of you and your child, and your child will remain on the list until you choose to remove them. We currently have 620 children registered for these episodes. For those of you who listen to Pure Presence on Blog Talk Radio, we'd love to have you come join us on the Awakening Zone. Awakening, the Awakening Zone is an easy-to-navigate experience, and you don't have to sign up. Join in the chat room and share your experiences there or through our Pure Presence Facebook page. Also, please remember to check out the Awakening Zone Academy for two new classes in July by Glenn Harold. One is Sonic Healing and the other is Complete Relaxation. Both sound great. So, welcome everybody to Pure Presence All About the Kids. It's great to have you back. And today I want to have um, a little conversation about coherence between you and your children. And I think that a lot of times when we when we talk about, you know, children diagnosed with autism or children who have other kinds of energetic sensitivities, we know that the typical way to kind of talk about them is really from the vantage point of, you know, maybe a, a, a Western medical model or an educational model where we're really looking at, you know, remediation of physical symptomology or we're looking at remediation of, you know, any kind of 
the neurological challenges, social challenges that the child might be having. And you already know because you're listening to these episodes on a regular basis that obviously that's not necessarily the full picture <laughs> and and you're already working um, in all kinds of ways that would be kind of considered, you know, either energetic or more spiritually oriented. So you're you're already beginning to access the body, mind, and spirit of your relationship to yourself and to your children. And so what I'd like to do today is I'd like to kind of maybe fine-tune that awareness just a little bit, and especially as it's related to to energy, but do so in a way that is, is pretty functional, that actually creates um, creates a change or at least creates an understanding of why change is possible when we when we look at something from an energetic perspective. So, you know, first and foremost, we know that these children are not always present in the physical domain, if you will, in this physical kind of reality. They're, um, that That isn't their attention point, as you've heard me say before. And so I want to talk to you today from the standpoint of coherence. So coherence between you know between you and your child, and let's uh, let's kind of get everybody else out of the picture for right now, so that we can kind of come to some awareness and some understanding about what that particular piece is about. So we know that each person um, you know on this planet has a frequency, and that frequency is based in all kinds of realms. So your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, all of those bodies have a particular resonant frequency. And you also have a particular resonant frequency um, in all that makes up your physical domain. And you also have a particular resonant frequency that makes up all that is your spiritual or unseen domain, dimensional domains of who you are. So from for most of us, um, the frequency that we are outside of the body or when we're less connected to the body is actually much greater than it is in the body. So the body has a certain level of density. The very fact that we show up here on planet Earth um, almost uh, requires that our frequency be dampened, if you will, a little bit. If it wasn't, um, everybody on the planet would be walking around knowing that they were absolutely divine and it would be a little bit hard to play the game of being human. So so if if everybody has a frequency, okay, and if because we are you know, maybe in the role of parent or as in the role of adult, and maybe we're um, fa- a fairly integrated adult, maybe we're fairly present in the physical domain, the likelihood is that our frequency is um, in a particular range, okay? It, it has a particular frequency band that we're playing in. 
And especially as we get older, if we get a little bit more set in our ways, if we get a little bit more challenged in expanding our, um, you know, our openness to new things and that kind of thing, that dampens it even more. So, so most adults, you know, they get into a particular frequency band, and they function within that band, give or take a little bit. So the children come, and the children are also functioning in a frequency band, but they have less focus in the physical world. And since they have less focus in the physical world, it's almost like, it is like being detached from the density of physical reality. And for that reason, their frequency has a tendency to be a little bit higher than ours. Does that mean that their consciousness is higher than ours? Does that mean, I don't really know the answer to that question yet, um, but but what I do know is that as far as the energetic frequency, if you will, if you could take a little meter and read that, the children are going to have a little higher frequency and sometimes a significantly higher frequency than those grounded adults that they're going to call their parents and their teachers and that kind of thing. And that particular aspect of it has more to do with how connected we are to the body than it does uh, consciousness. So we'll keep the consciousness piece out of it for just a second here. So, so if if they're functioning in a particular band of energy... And if we're functioning in a different band of energy, then it can be very challenging to have coherence between those two experiences. So, and a lack of coherence between those two experiences can also be related to a lack of connection, a lack of communication, a lack of. Um, a lack of relationship in such a way that that relationship is uh, nurturing and empowering for both individuals, okay? So all of those kinds of things could kind of fall into that category of a lack of coherence. And again, not because, you know, you're not great parents or teachers or educators or not because the children aren't trying to be here and don't want to make that connection, but simply because that frequency band is a mismatch, if you will. So nice inhale and exhale, everybody. So so when we consider frequency and we consider coherence, one of the things that... um, I had been hearing for quite some time, but I really saw in action when the certified practitioners and I were in Boulder was this idea that we we had a common intention in going to that event. And that common intention was to support um, humanity in, um, in really anchoring this new neurology that the kids had been talking about for so long. So we had kind of this common intention. And for that intention in particular, some some people within that group 
their frequency was very, very high. And because it was very, very high, in order to come into coherence as a group so that we could set that intention in motion, some people kind of they didn't they didn't need to use their full capacity. They didn't they didn't need to be as expanded energetically as they might have needed to be um for for a different intention. And other people within that group may have had to stretch a little bit. They may have had to expand um or move into a little a place that was a little bit beyond their comfort zone as far as their frequency was concerned. And, you know, and I had the privilege of kind of watching and balancing and supporting and kind of figuring out, okay, with everybody involved, what's needed in order to come into that coherent band of energy so that that particular intention can move out throughout humanity. So let's apply that same principle to you and your child, okay? Or And this applies to, you know, the group of you and your family even. So say you and your child have an intention, and most likely from a parental perspective, your intention, maybe consciously or unconsciously, you want your child to be here. You know, you want your child to be more present in the reality that they happen to be in in the moment. So, and and most of you who are listening to these kinds of episodes, these types of shows, you're also interested in developing yourself um, spiritually, vibrationally, energetically in the process as well. So there's a little bit of a give and take there already, which is brilliant. So, so if your intention is that your child be more present here, okay, the the fact is is that that may or may not be your child's intention. You know, so it so consciously or unconsciously, you may or may not be able to completely agree that that is the intention. So if we stepped aside from the intention of having your child, you know, be be just like everybody else, or had if we stepped aside from even the intention of having your child be here, um, what might be a secondary intention? Well, a secondary intention might be that to whatever degree that your child is here, that that your child enjoy being here, that your child feel comfortable here, that that he or she um, is able to um, enjoy the experience of being here to whatever degree they can be. And equally, it is probably true that that intention is something that you would like for yourself as well. You know, it, quite frankly, if you're going to parent a child diagnosed with autism or somebody who has kind of um, really heightened or quote-unquote extreme kind of sensitivities, you probably also would like to be able to enjoy the process um, and enjoy your time with him or her and yourself more so. So that might be a, a more comfortable intention for both of you. 
And so from that place of intention, okay, that's the intention. We're going to enjoy this experience more. Their frequency is where their frequency is. Your frequency is where your frequency is. But the intention or the the coherent factor that we're trying to, quote-unquote, reach or the goal, uh, if you will, is this coherent intention of just feeling better, you know, um, being in this reality or having this experience. So, again, for the parent, the parent is probably going to have to expand their consciousness a little bit to get into that frequency band. So how do we do that? You know, how, how, does, how does somebody consciously expand their their frequency, you know? So things like um, expanding your willingness to look outside the box, you know, it's, it sounds like something really simple. But every single time you move out of a belief system that you have held rigid and moved into a curiosity or a what-if, that actually helps to increase the frequency. It expands the frequency, if nothing else. So maybe you still primarily function in the frequency that you're in, but every single time you question, every single time you become curious, every single time that you um, play in, in an experience or in an energy that is maybe new to you, you're actually, you're kind of, spiking that frequency band into a different range. And the more you practice that, the easier it becomes. We also know that things just as simple as, you know, meditation, um, uh, contemplation, those kinds of things can also expand your, your frequency range, if you will. So all of those ways, and it's, it's quite frankly, it's the reason why... Um, why I spend so much time talking to people about autism from such a different perspective. Does it mean that it's, you know, 100% accurate 100% of the time? Maybe, maybe not. But what it does do every single time is it, it makes people think differently about something that they have held very rigid or very concrete. And that very naturally expands expands the frequency. So we've got the parent, you know, with, okay, I'm willing to look at this outside of the box. I'm willing to kind of work on my own internal, uh, mental, emotional, physical kinds of um, restrictiveness. You know, every single time we think, okay, I'll say yes to that instead of no, or I'll say I'll try instead of I can't. All of those kinds of things give you the opportunity to just very gracefully and easily begin to stretch into that frequency band. So for the children, they're actually attempting to kind of maybe dampen that frequency band. Again, not dampen their consciousness, and we're not asking you to even raise your consciousness necessarily. We're talking about a frequency band of energy. So if they're going to dampen the frequency band of energy so that they can come into this coherent uh, intention space with you, 
then they're probably going to require a little bit more uh, a density, denser kinds of experiences. So, you know, you have a lot of kids who are real high, highly aware energetically who who probably could use a lot of physical activity or they probably could use a lot of movement. They could probably use um, body in space, you know, feet on the floor, connected to the earth, kinds of experiences. So whether you call that grounding or whether you call that, you know, um, uh, some kind of, uh, sport, you know, that they might like to get into, horseback riding, you, you name it, any of those kinds of things that, that just draw their energy a little bit more um, in the earthly direction, right? So, you know, some kids, they'll spend an awful lot of time out in the multidimensional realms, and that that's really productive for them sometimes, too. But but for the purpose of this clear, coherent intention, if that's going to come down, dampen a little bit for them, their frequency, then those kinds of activities are probably going to be really helpful. And just like you, they're not always going to be in that dampened state. They're not always going to be in that coherent band with that intention they're going to kind of spike into it as well. It's like you're spiking up, they're kind of spiking down into this coherent frequency band. But what really becomes pretty cool, I mean, all the ways, we've talked about this before, but all the ways that we help the children within the physical domain, whether it's diet, whether it's, you know, educational kinds of things, whether it's giving them opportunities to to be in the body and be in relationship to the body, all of those kinds of things do just that. They just kind of draw them into the physical. Um, the trick for them is because they're so sensitive, the opportunity to draw them into the physical in a way that is engaging for them versus in a way that uh, scares them or pushes them back out toward you know, their multidimensionality you know that that's where you get in fine tuning this process but but if if that's where we're going you know okay we both mother and child parent and child want to really enjoy the experience of being here and being together um in this reality to as much as each individual can that's the coherent intention and we're Parents are increasing their frequency. Children are decreasing their frequency. All of a sudden, something really pretty magical begins to happen. In that frequency band, parents begin to see children as they have never seen them before because partially they've expanded their consciousness, or I mean expanded their frequency, expanded their awareness, the opportunity to see things that they couldn't see from a more limited perspective, it's right there. It's right. It's available. And so you've got this opportunity. You know, now you're like standing in this space, uh, and the kids refer to it all the time as the space in between. But standing in that space, 
where the child can make a connection to the parent and the parent can actually make a connection to the child. The parent sees the child in a way they've never seen before. The child sees the parent in a way that he or she has never seen before. Because they are functioning, at least temporarily, in this same coherent frequency band. And so what you'll notice, you probably already have this happening in your lives uh, periodically, sporadically, and maybe unconsciously. You know, there may be moments in your day or your week or your month where, oh, my gosh, there it is. There it is. I, I'm with my child. My child's with me. And everything is beautiful. And in that moment, it feels really good to to be here together, just what the intention was. And you kind of slip into that and you notice it. The issue probably is that there's probably a lot more moments where that's not the case, you know, or those moments are few and far between. But now knowing what you know, now setting your intention as the parent to increase your frequency and knowing that by increasing your frequency, you're inching your way up into that coherent band of energy. And and also, because you're the parent, giving the child, the child may not be able to consciously say, oh, I think I want to, to, to decrease or dampen my frequency a little bit to get into this coherent band of energy. They may not be able to be in a place yet to consciously choose that. But you can offer them opportunities so that that will happen anyway. So all we're doing here is we're choosing to increase the time that we are in that coherent frequency band. We're also choosing to notice when that's already be- that's already begun to happen. That's already spontaneously part of your experience. Um, you know, you wouldn't be listening to this type of um, radio show if it if it wasn't your intention to expand your consciousness, expand your frequency, your awareness. And and more often than not, what I've noticed is the children also have a tendency of finding the right match for their parents. So most parents like to think, oh, well, I found this person to listen to on the radio or I found this book to read or I found this great um, therapist who does this kind of energy work or this kind of therapeutic technique. And and we all like to think that we did that by ourselves. What I notice watching parents and children over the years is children are really good at, these children in particular, at imprinting some idea, some thought into your mental processing so that you kind of go, oh, I think I should do that. I mean, they're, what I mean by that is they are guiding you to the right people to support them just as much as you think you're guiding them to the right people to support them. So that goes back to this whole thing that even if they are not conscious um, of kind of decreasing their frequency in order to come into this coherent band of energy so that this intention is made manifest, they probably from that higher dimensional state had an awful lot to do with you hearing the information in the first place. So 
So they are co-creating with you, maybe just not from a um, a very visible uh, kind of physical kind of domain kind of way. Right. Well, I didn't hear any of this. Shocks so again, nice inhale and exhale, everybody. So well, as we move into the energy work today, um, I'd like to work specifically for building coherence um, between you and your child and building it specifically with this intention in mind. And you can you can expand these intentions. You can play with ones, but what I would highly suggest is as you fine-tune the intention beyond what we'll do today, please make sure that you you check in. So and you'll you'll know. So like for instance when I was when we were talking earlier about the fact that most parents would say, okay, just I want my kid to be here, you know, I want him to or maybe I don't even want him to be like everybody else, but I want him to be all the way present, connected, physical, you know, being able to um, to function here um, to the greatest of his ability. Well, again, just feel into it. And for some people, that may be exactly what the, the child's soul would like as well. Um, but maybe a step just, down from that, like I was saying, is, okay, whoever that child is and whoever you are, could you spend an awful lot more time enjoying each other's company and enjoying the experience of being with each other versus having it be um, traumatic for the child and or burden, feeling like it's burdensome for you? So, so all I would ask is that as you play in refining and fine-tuning your intentions to come into coherence with, that you just check. I mean, is that is that something that the child's soul has in mind as well? And again, because your children are really good at kind of imprinting ideas and awarenesses and things like that into your physical, mental, and emotional body, if you know that, then you can literally say to a child either in your you know in your head or out loud or you know telepathically if that's a, an opportunity for you, ask the question you know could could this be our next intention and you will feel it in your body you'll feel it as a yes or a no, and typically a yes will feel much lighter in the body. Uh, typically, a yes will kind of create an elevation or a lightening up in the emotions um, or in the mental process. Sometimes even a, a stillness in the kind of mental body will happen when you're receiving a yes. So, so ask. I mean, regardless of whether your child is able to verbally communicate yet or not, uh, it's really irrelevant because they are communicating all the time. And even you can ask out loud, too, and you, some of you are really well-versed in knowing that when you say something, your child will have a certain physical kind of body language kind of response. Look at that, too. And you'll know very succinctly, is that our next intention? And... Wouldn't 
wouldn't it be interesting if parent and child could intend coherence in each one of these steps? And wouldn't it be interesting if parent and child could take these steps together? And wouldn't it be interesting that in doing so, maybe parent and child can come to a, um, an experience of greater ease, grace, and joy in that process than any maybe medical professional or educator or um, therapist might think is possible, simply because you, you're willing to grow, you're willing to invite the child to the process, you're willing to know that there is a coherent band of energy that you can get to and that that child can get to, and that by doing so you can create something that is not just good for you, but it ends up being good for um, real, it, well, ultimately it, be, it ends up being good for humanity because that energy, that frequency that you come to coherence with, when that's a match, that's kind of like that when two or more are gathered statement. When two or more are gathered, things happen. Intentions become manifest. And and it really is a matter of frequency. So and also work really beautifully with other people in your household as you want to expand it, relationships of all kinds. Um, but so let's play today in this energy. Let's see what kind of coherence we can build between parent and child so that it makes this first attempt as easy as possible. And so we'll look at the parent first and and or educator, professional, whoever is uh, the quote-unquote supporter um, of the children in this kind of physical domain. And then we'll take a look at the kids and see what they need in order to bring that band of energy together. All right. So um, if everybody would find themselves comfortable and... So first, from the parent or adult perspective, just go ahead and notice your body. So this might be the first time you've even kind of taken five for a while, you know, just relaxed or even checked in. So if that's the case, then just notice the body. Where is the body tense? How does it feel to stop for a minute? Okay. So within the physical body, there are... I'm going to make this as easy as possible. So within the physical body, there are... We've talked about blocks, bites, and bits of information. So if we were keeping it very simple, within the physical body there are blocks, bites, and bits of information that have a tendency to keep us locked into a physical reality only. Kind of keeps us a little dense. Okay? 
And so without having to know too much about what those blocks, bytes, or bits of information actually are, let's take the blocks of information. These are ones that are so embedded, they're pretty much we pretty much run on autopilot around them, and we all do because we're all, no matter how evolved we might think we might be, <clears throat> we still have been conditioned into the human condition, and that's what blocks usually represent. So once again, if you'll put those blocks, just command those blocks, kind of show up, so that you get a feel for them, not necessarily the details, but just a feel for the block itself. And then take that block of information and command it into the ninth dimension. There you go. So simply by putting that block of information in the ninth dimension, you've created a different environment for that block to unravel in. You've created the the right space, if you will, for it to dematerialize. You've created more space for it, actually. So it doesn't have the intensity that it had in the physical body in the third, fourth, fifth, you know, sixth, some of you, seventh dimension. Right? So go ahead and go back into the physical body and get the bytes of information. Ask them to show up. Put those in the eighth dimension. And what you're showing me, it's it's almost like um, if you've ever watched a firework that didn't quite go off, it's a, it's, it fizzles out, so to speak. That's kind of what you're showing me as you take the bytes of information. Bytes of information are neurological patterning, if you will. They're, they're the ways in which we've tried to individualize ourselves to keep us so that we at least think we're having a, our own experience. Um, so it's a lot of that is neurological wiring and processing. So as you put that in the eighth dimension, it literally looks like it just fizzles. Um, those are those synaptic connections that can't be connected anymore. It's not the right frequency. All right. Nice inhale and exhale. And then go ahead and take the bits of information from the physical body realm and go ahead and put those bits of information in the seventh dimension. And bits of information are kind of the entanglements, the, uh, you know, those those entanglements that, that... we try to break away from a, a thought, a feeling, a physical, repetitive kind of experience, and nah, it kind of shows up again because those entanglements are so tight. But what if they weren't? What if we could just put the seventh 
give those entanglements to the seventh dimension where they have the appropriate space, appropriate environment, if you will, to unwind, disentangle. Okay, kia tatoka makio ko muete sase tatikie kia matako. Alright, there we go. Okay, so we're going to do the same thing in the mental and emotional body. And we're going to uh, play as if the mental and the emotional body are merged. For some of you, that's, that's actually quite close to the case. For others, there's still a division in the mental and the emotional body. But regardless, let's Let's treat them as one for this purpose. So again, all of the blocks in the mental, emotional body that are not going to serve the expansion of your frequency or the heightening of your frequency are still going to stay in the body. You're still going to think. You're still going to have emotions. But the frequency that you are is going to move a little bit more toward the soul or consciousness itself versus simply the personality. Okay, so blocks from the mental emotional body. Again, just see those and then move those just with a command into the eighth dimension. And just notice if it, especially here in this mental and emotional body, just notice if they're just, there's just a feeling of more space. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to figure it out. It's just, does it feel more spacious to just say blocks go into the eighth dimension? Okay. Yeah. Kiyomo no no moe yeah. And again, asking those bites of information in the mental and emotional body to come to the surface. Anything that's not going to allow your frequency to expand and command those bites into the into the eighth dimension. So you might have a few thoughts or a few feelings that cycle around for a second. Just notice them and let them kind of fizzle out as well. They'll kind of run themselves out. Okay, quieta, toca Yeah, there. Nice inhale and exhale. And then in that mental, emotional body, pulling out the bits, entanglements. There you go. You're just just saying that you want your frequency to expand. And you're allowing your own system to show you in whatever way it shows you those entanglements. And then you're just literally moving those entanglements into the seventh dimension. You don't even 
what does the seventh dimension look like, feel like, who knows. For this purpose, it's just a matter of moving it into the seventh dimensional space and feeling the result of that. There you go. So many of you, like I said earlier, many of you do spike into these higher dimensional realms pretty easily. And and some of you actually spend an awful lot of time in these uh, higher dimensional frequencies. So while also being fairly grounded, sometimes it might pull you up metaphorically with it when it happens. But but if we're looking for a kind of a frequency band of energy, kind of in that sixth, seventh kind of dimensional experience, and the kids are, you know, typically, you know, seven, eight, nine kind of experiences. So they're, you know, they're at the upper edges of that. We're usually at the lower edges of that frequency spread between, say, like the third dimension and the ninth dimension. So let's just solidify this dimension or this uh, frequency for you just a little bit. So it so it just sticks. It's a little easier to stay there while staying present in your physical experience. Okay. Here we go. children and just kind of take a look at their collective frequency and just see what they would like in order to, again, they're going to stay in the frequency that they're in. I mean, they're going to stay connected to the frequency that they're in. We're not going to ask them to lose anything from that frequency band and the levels of consciousness that it avails them. But we are going to ask them to kind of stretch that frequency band down a little bit further so that there's, again, we're trying to get to this overlap. Okay. So let me, hold on a second. Okay. Okay, so one of the first things that they're asking for is to add more awareness and more, uh, yeah, awareness, focus to the cells of the body. So um, almost that, yeah, okay, yeah, so for some of them, it's kind of like a subatomic, atomic, subatomic uh, particles. Some of them it's actually the cell itself that can can be um we're just adding some awareness we're adding some focus we're we're putting um yeah 
adding our awareness there. Yeah, slightly creating a bit of a, a density by doing that, but not so dense that it's like, you know, trying to uh, grab onto them and, and pull them in. It's It's got to be very, very subtle for them because they... They feel all energetic experiences, um, and when they're really dense energetic experiences, they feel pretty darn uncomfortable. So atomic, subatomic, cellular structure level, let's just add a little bit of energy there. Okay, I'm going to just make that, beef that up just a little bit here before we do this next part. within the kids' dimensional bodies where they hang out most of the time, much of these blocks, bites, and bits, they have actually kind of taken on as a way of attempting to transmute them. Have they done this consciously? Probably not. But it's it's just kind of what their energy does. So even though I'm kind of, they're showing me this very subtle energy of mm, their dimensional bodies, if you will, I'm still seeing almost like these phantoms or uh, phantom versions of blocks, bites, and bits. And so we're going to go ahead and also put those blocks, bites, and bits in the seventh, eighth, and ninth dimension. Put them where they belong. And in this case, it's almost like we're 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 handing them down, if you will, to these dimensional realms. We're putting again, putting them in the places where they belong, so that they can be transmuted um, into the level of density, actually, that might be needed to um, build this coherence. So let's play here for a second. Okay. All right, here we go. So any in the multidimensional reality of the children that belong to them, that they've kind of created themselves and or that they've been trying to eliminate um, by being themselves, then let's just ask those blocks to move into the ninth dimension. Lots and lots of space. Like them uh, giving up some of the stressors or some of the the burdens of some of the energy that they've been attempting to clear out. And then also anything that they've decided they would bring in with them as well. Beautiful. 
And then any bites of information in that multidimensional realm. And again, it's like I just want you to get the feeling of them handing it over, handing it down into the eighth dimension. Some of them function there pretty much anyway, but handing it down into that space. Kind of has the side effect, too, of allowing them to be more, this might sound funny, but more grounded in the ninth dimension, more grounded in the eighth dimension, and ultimately kind of in this band of energy, frequency band of the seventh dimension that we're going to play in. Okay? There you go. So again, any bites of information right down into the eighth dimension. And there's a bit of a stillness is the way they're showing it to me. It's almost like there's a um, there's an awareness. This is where you know uh, this is the same kind of example as you know maybe a, an animal, a deer, or a uh, in the woods, you know, moving around, having a good time, enjoy, and all of a sudden hears something or becomes aware of something, and there's that stillness, that focus, right? That's some of what this energy feels like. So again, if we take any bits of information from their multidimensionality that wouldn't allow coherence with this intention, then let's just place that right down in the seventh dimension. There you go. And there, that energy feels very much, you know, if you've ever watched a, you know, a young baby kind of discover things, seven, eight, nine-month-old kind of just bit by bit, just just becoming aware of something new. That's what this energy feels like. Okay. Okay, so let's make that a little stronger. Let's make it matter. Here we go. and the ones that they've gotten to and just seeing how much they overlap. And let's just strengthen that. So it's if it there's a there's a greater movement toward this central place, this intention if you will, this coherence. And then there's a within that greater focus towards that, there's a there's this narrow band of energy that is um, coherent, right? That is overlapped to such a degree that that intention for them and that intention for you is the same. So let's just use one more tone to increase or enhance 
the stability of that so that you all can go about building on that. It's You can feel it in yourselves right now, or if you're visual, see it. Get some sense of an energy where the two are overlapping. And whatever that looks like, feels like, is whatever kind of sensory experience that is for you, just go back to it often because you can enhance that space that way too by giving it your attention. So you've got the intention, if you will, and you've already created the energetics of it. Now give it your attention and build that that band, if you will. Okay, so but let's help that process along right here. Here we go. Kyoko komuata te kia te kia san. Drifted a bit during this experience, just allow yourself to be present right here, right now. There you go. And as you become more present to the physical experience, find your breath. And as you find your breath, allow that breath to begin to move through the body. Almost like you inhale into the heart space, maybe and exhale out through the trunk of the body and then inhale and then exhale out through the limbs and then inhale, exhale up the neck, out through the head. Inhale right into that heart space and let it just move out all the way out the top of the head, out the fingertips, out the toes. There you go, wiggling fingers and toes, moving arms and legs, maybe shrugging your shoulders, rotating your neck. This is the best part. (laughs) Just stretch. Nice stretch. Let the body know that it's done an amazing job. Stayed very focused for a period of time. Like allow it to move. All right. And now three nice deep inhalations and exhalations. And on the third exhale, breathe your eyes open. There you go. Breathing your eyes open. Right here. noticing what you notice. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope this episode was helpful in bringing a greater sense of calm and purpose to your lives as guardians of these amazing children. You, like your children, are playing a significant role in human evolution, and your conscious participation in this role, body, mind, and spirit, makes life not only much richer for you and your families, but for all of us. You've not chosen an easy role, but you have chosen one that holds amazing potential and possibilities. When humanity understands who your children really are and what they are here to offer, 
we will be blessed with not only seeing them, but a deeper truth of who we are as well. If you'd like additional information about the children and support in your connection to them, please visit my website at suzymiller.com. That's S-U-Z-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R. There you'll find articles, videos, books, and details for upcoming Awesomeism certification processes. We have a new certification beginning the first Monday in July. Please feel free to contact us through the website if interested in a free 20-minute consultation to see if this process is right for you. Also, I'd like to announce that Dr. William Tiller's premier issue of his new online magazine, Science and Spirit, is now available. It's free and filled with amazing information. You can find it at scienceandspirit.com. Coming up next on the Awakening Zone at 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time is Miriam Knight on the New Consciousness Review. Miriam will host D. Dinard, Asian's most sought-after self-help guru and mind healer. Please join me again for Pure Presence Aligning to Self on July 4th and Pure Presence All About the Kids on July 25th. Until next time on Pure Presence, many, many blessings.